everyone. Welcome back to What the Fertility. Today, we have a really exciting guest on. We have Stephanie Levich with us. She is the founder and president of Family Match Consulting, which is a world-renowned fertility consulting firm that specializes in egg donors, sperm donors, and surrogates for her clients. Um, Stephanie is, and actually she's adopted as well, which is really fun. And she also did IVF um, to get her two children. So we're so excited to talk with Stephanie. She's also an author and she has a book called About Love and Making Families. So we're so excited to hear all about your, all your things. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Thank thanks for being all. on. Um, it sounds like your passion and your um, experiences in the infertility world um, and really just like family building started from from day one, right? It really did. And I it's it's so interesting how like my career came to be because it was such a fluke, but like I've never looked back and this has been now 21 years ago. Um, but I was trying so in my previous life, I was a thespian and just loved performing on stage as a theater major in college. And then, you know, did the whole like driving to audition to go into a room for three minutes to like sit in traffic for two hours coming home and waiting tables. And, you know, it just, it, it was such a grind. And so I was looking for something to kind of supplement income during that time um, while I was trying to kind of pursue this dream. And I lived in this little small town and there was this ad for this company looking for a part-time admin assistant and they were an egg donor and surrogate agency. I'm like, what the heck is that? And I started doing research. I'm like, wow, you know, being adopted and just always being so aware of like how lucky I am, how fortunate I am. I have the best parents. They've given me the greatest life. The idea of my parents not being able to experience that was so heartbreaking to me. And so I thought, gosh, this is, this is really interesting. And so I went, I got the job. I like answered phones. It was, you know, just, just uh, two hours a day, I think, but I fell so much in love with what we were doing and the mission and Within two years, I became the manager of the agency and decided to leave and start my own agency um, from there, which I ran for 10 years and then sold that agency before starting um, my company now, Family Match Consulting. And so that one little ad on Craigslist like changed my life. And I'm so like grateful to have helped over 3,500 people on their path to parenthood at this point. And I realized the other day, I'm like, gosh, I, I realized like I'm getting older um, because someone asked me like, how many babies have you helped create? And that's when I, you know, realized the number, but um, I'm like, gosh, they're not babies anymore. Like they're like close to legal drinking age at this point. Like, oh my gosh. That's, that's, that's wild. I it think is. I'm still stuck on like how long ago it was that there was an ad in the newspaper for an agency for like donor egg and sperm. Were you in California at the time? I was in California. I lived in a town called Agora Hills and this ad was for this company again, on Craigslist, like who would have thought my life would change from, you know, an ad on Craigslist, but um, this company had this small little office in Agora Hills. Like it was like a four minute drive. I'm like, it, it was crazy. It was just like yeah. so meant to be. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Okay. So then you started your company and can you tell us a little um, bit about your company and all the things that you do and what it, what yeah. you offer? 
Yeah. So family match is very different than like the traditional surrogate egg donor agency model. And so after kind of working in the agency world for such a long time, I realized that, you know, agencies, they, they have a very important role in this process, but there's a lot of challenges that exist within the traditional model. And so the traditional model looks like, you know, maybe the fertility doctor will give their patient like a list of agencies, like contact them and they can help you find a surrogate or a donor or whatever. But a, a really big challenge is the simple fact that not every agency is going to have the right surrogate or egg donor for any clients at any given time. And so I was seeing so many people just kind of get caught up in this like spiral of trying to just find somebody and, and to also know that they're making the right choices on this path, because this is like really big and scary and like no one learns how to do this. They find themselves thrown into this big, crazy new world and they don't know how to navigate it. So I wanted to create a program that would kind of fill some of the gaps and A, help clients kind of get on their journey much faster and also really arm them with the confidence of knowing they're making the right choices. Um, and so that's what Family Match does. And what the way we go about helping clients is we have a network of um, over 100 egg donor and surrogate agencies that we know, we trust, we vetted. Um, and because of our relationships, they give us access to their candidates so we can curate a list of candidates that really um, speak to what our clients are looking for, what we know is important to find in these candidates and help get clients on their journey much, much faster. And then we kind of help, for some clients, we just match them and then the agency takes over. And for some, we really stay on as a consultant and advocate to really help advise them throughout the course of the entire journey. That's amazing. That's, yeah, that's amazing. And you've had some um, celebrity clients, is that right? I think that just speaks to your your services and how unique and, and like special they are. Yeah, so we've actually become pretty well known for helping clients in the public eye who have a, a need for privacy. Um, and it was an idea that I had. So years ago, um, we just ended up with these clients and I would talk with them and they would, you know, express just how scared they were to embark on this journey. Like if you imagine an A-list celebrity, you know, thinking about engaging the assistance of a, a surrogate, a complete stranger at the time to help carry their child. Now that's scary for anybody, but when you have privacy concerns, that's really, really scary. And how is their information going to be protected? How is the surrogate going to be protected? Because people are crazy and care about celebrities in such a big way. And we want the surrogate to be safe and baby to be safe and all things. And so I would hear kind of the fear and realize that, gosh, there is, they, they need some additional help and guidance and, and, policies and procedures in place to really help protect all the parties. And so um, once we had a few of those clients and I realized the need, we created a program called the Fertility Vault um, that caters to those clients. And we get to oversee every aspect, uh, manage their privacy, help in building the relationship with their surrogate. Um, it's, it's really a cool thing. And so notable clients that I'm allowed to share, which is not all that I'm able to, but um, we are in process with Maria Menounos, who is amazing. And I am like her biggest cheerleader. Um, she announced that she's having a baby very recently and it's been like a 10 year fertility battle for her. Um, wow. And 
Paris Hilton was a client. She she was awesome. She had her little boy, Jen Atkin. We helped her through her two surrogacy journeys for her two kiddos, Casey Wilson. Um, so it's it's been it's been really fun and and so so rewarding. That's incredible. That's yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. And um, you know, my team is just I couldn't survive or function. Without my team, you know, what's really fun is when I started Family Match, I had this crazy idea. I sold my agency. I was like, I want to do this thing in this new way. And um, we're a full-time team of 12 now. And we've never advertised. So I like to think we're doing something <laughs> yeah. right because we're just organically growing. And it's it's just been so, so much fun. And as you both know, like, you know, just going through different, you know, parts of this process of trying to build families yourself, like no day is just not all days are like, you know, sunshine and roses. This is really tough stuff. And we get in the trenches with our clients and laugh together, cry together. Like it's, it's really, really hard. But um, I, my team is just like the heart of family match because we care so much about every client and we need that, like, community around us to like support not just the people going through infertility but the people helping to manage it because when you care it can be really hard on some days absolutely and I think like that's like the whole heart of our podcast right is the the personal passion that kind of fuels us to keep finding people like you to share their stories but um to your point so you struggle with infertility yourself is that correct Yes. And it was really unexpected. You know, I'd already been working in the field for about 10 years. Um, and my husband and I just, you know, and I was in my early 30s. So of course, I knew all the struggles that we could encounter, especially working in the space. But I was young, like still naive to think like, oh, this should be easy, right? right. And it was just anything but easy. And, um, you know, we tried for about a year and a half, I want to say before, you know, went to the OB, did the COMID and referral to the RE. And we did three, like very, very heavily um, rounds of IUI, like um, with a, a whole lot of medication that were unsuccessful and IVF is what finally worked, which oh. I'm so, so thankful for. Yeah, that's great. Children, you have Yes, yeah, sorry, you have two children, right? I have two, yeah. My daughter um, is eight and my son is 10. Oh, well, congratulations. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I mean, you both know it's like you never know how you're going to become a parent. You know, some people think they know, um, yeah. but you just can never know. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, they are your kids. And I, and this is hard for anyone kind of going through the, the infertility process and the throes of it um, to hear, I think, but like now on the other side of it, it's, I look at my kids and I'm, I'm grateful for the struggles that we had because had we have not had them, like it wouldn't be them. It wouldn't be my daughter. It wouldn't be my son. Like, so it just, um, no matter how they get here. And, and I look at that the same with my adoption. It's like, I feel like a miracle walking on this earth. Like my birth mom was 18 when she got pregnant and um, knew she couldn't give me the life that she thought I deserved to have. And so she made this courageous decision to make an adoption plan for me. And what's so funny about that is she, the adoption attorney said, what um, criteria do you have for the, the parents? And she said, I don't have any criteria. I just want her to go to the parents who have waited the longest. And 
that was my parents. And oh, I have uh, chills. I have chills. Oh my goodness. Yeah, me too. That was a visual reaction there. <laughs> uh, and and so that's how I found my family. And um, I couldn't have asked for a better family. You know, they've always been so open with me about my adoption and really celebrated it as this, um, you know, this, this thing of love that, you know, all these people came together and loved me so much that they just wanted to give me the best life. And so, um, you know, people always ask, like, when did you find out you were adopted? And my answer is always the same. It's really just that I've always known um, because they told me before I could even understand what they were talking about. And I've just always known. And, um, I really appreciate that, you know, working in the field of egg donation, for example, when I first started in my career, genetic testing wasn't a thing. And so I had a lot of clients like looking for a donor with the same blood type because they didn't plan on disclosing to their child that an egg donor was used. And that was really, really hard for me. I mean, now with genetic testing, like secrets just can't exist in the way they might have used to be able to. Um, but it just made me appreciate so much more like my parents um, helping me and give, giving me the opportunity to kind of know who I am and where I came from. And um, I met my birth mom when I was 18. And they're very supportive of that. She's yeah. like a friend in our life. Um, she lives in Illinois. Um, my kids call her Aunt Amy, her sister. So my biological aunt actually lives in Agora Hills, the town I live, where I answered the Craigslist ad. It's like 15 minutes from where I am. Oh my She's goodness. One of my closest friends. Like we all get together when she comes into town with my parents. It's like this extended family of people who I love, who love me, who love my kids. It's just this like greater community of love and like there's that's a good thing like we could all use more like love and Absolutely. support in our lives that is beautiful and especially I just love hearing all that because my son is um we have him through embryo adoption yeah just hearing that of just like we read books to him now he's only 18 months but I still like read books to him now about embryo adoption and everything so just hearing that just constantly telling him about who he is and everything I I would love to do that so he knows all along but that's really cool. I love that so much. And I think you're giving him such a gift because, um, and I, I think saying the words before the child can even understand it is, is so important because it also just helps give you the language mm -hmm. because it's not easy sometimes to find like how you want to say it or the right yeah. words, but you're, it gives you practice too. And, you know, the thing is, if my parents had kind of, you know, even said the words they said, but kind of said it in a way that like made it feel like, a secret or something that should be like shameful or like hush hush like I think children kind of feel that and take that on and nobody's conception should feel like it's shrouded in secrecy or like it's a dirty little secret because what does that say about how they came into this world and so if we celebrate all these miraculous ways that families are created like children will feel that and that's always how I felt like I was proud of being adopted like you know something different and neat and I had this great family and it was just part of my story and, and there was never any like you know shame associated with it for me I love that so much and I just pray yeah, that and feels that like growing up as an adult I really really hope that that's how he feels one day that's beautiful well you're doing the right thing to encourage well, that for sure <laughs> that's so awesome I'm hearing you both talk about um, like doing it and I, I'm saying like from the start, but that's the name of your book, right? From the start. That is the name of the book. It is. Yes. 
That's awesome. So does it talk about, I mean, is it, it's probably geared towards younger children. Is that? It is. Yes. I mean, anyone can really read it to any child. I mean, as young as your son, um, up until like, I don't know, maybe 10, it, it's really just kind of a jumping off point to help parents start those early conversations of, of family building. And, you know, there's a lot of books on the market that speak to things like adoption or surrogacy. And, and that's awesome and great. Um, but what it doesn't do is really give kids the um, overall concept of family building so that they can kind of see all these different ways families are created in one book. So they realize, oh, this is how I came into this world, but there's all these other awesome ways that families are created. And so um, it speaks to fertility treatments, IVF, IUI, egg donation, sperm donation, adoption, surrogacy. Anyone can read this to their child and have it kind of apply to their story. That's amazing. I, yeah, I love, I love how that doesn't isolate one thing. It's not like, oh, this is, I'm having this book because like I was adopted or I'm reading this book because I did embryo do donation. It almost makes them feel like a part of a larger community. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Where, where can people um, purchase your book? Um, so anywhere online books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, the full title is From the Start, a book about love and making families. I love it. I will totally be ordering this today because I, uh, I hope you like it for Ben, for sure. Yeah, I, I hope you like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, have, you have so many different facets in your career. It's like, what? where do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So what would you, um, we have, we have had like an influx of listeners ask about surrogacy. And when they've asked, they've specifically said, do you have a company like, or are you connected or how do I start? And, and to be honest, I think Amanda, we've only interviewed two guests that have gone the surrogate route, which is yeah. incredible. One of them though, was like a friend found, you know, from high school on Facebook. And the other one is working with a company, I believe called Circle. Um, mm -hmm. I could be wrong. But would you like just be able to share any type of resources for listeners looking to to jump into the surrogacy world? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 so I think actually this is a good opportunity to kind of break down the world of surrogacy um, because agencies exist throughout the country and they're going to fall into one of two categories. So the first category of agencies, they have a business model where they require intended parents coming into the process to pay usually a pretty large retainer up front. Um, and then they'll quote you a period of time before they'll be able to find you a match. And wait lists are pretty significant right now. Some agencies are quoting nine months, some a year, some even as, as long as two years. So that is not ideal for most people. And keep in mind, if they're quoting, let's say two years to find a surrogate, once you match, let's say you do match in two years, still four-ish months at minimum from that point until there can be an embryo transfer with all the other steps and things that need to happen. And so for most people, that's just like not ideal. Um, and so the good news is, is there's a completely different type of agency that exists that have a different business model where they don't require intended parents to pay anything, sign anything until they have a surrogate prospect for them. And so, you know, they're recruiting, vetting um, candidates. Once they approve someone into their agency, they'll look at, okay, who are the intended parents we've been in touch with? Who's ready? Who would be a good match? That's who they give the opportunity 
to move forward with, but those parents have, you know, haven't needed to kind of sign anything or pay some significant sum in order to see a profile. And so, you know, they're both, both types of agencies, you know, they can be good agencies, but it's just a matter of what your preference is. And, and so what we've done with Family Match is curated a list of agencies, because not all agencies are equal. We have a lot of agencies we will not work with, but we've, we've gathered a list and gotten to know um, this group of agencies that fall into that second category that give us access to their surrogate. So, and I explain that because a lot of people who are familiar with that type one agency will ask us, like, how do you get access to the surrogates? And it's a great question. The answer is, like we don't, we can't really work with those agencies. Like let's say Catherine, you paid $15,000 to sit on a wait list and agency X was like, hey, Stephanie, here's five new awesome surrogates. Let us know if you have anybody that would be like very, very unfair. Um, but because of this um, network of agencies we have, we're able to accomplish a number of things. So one is we can match clients much, much faster. I mean, we match faster than really any other way you can go about surrogacy, most of our clients, we find a surrogate within one to three months. Um, wow. That depends on certain criteria and things, but almost in all cases, um, we're able to do that. Um, but the other thing too, is we're able to really focus on finding the right surrogate. Not all surrogates that are approved through agencies are really ideal, ideal candidates for the process. Um, and so we're able to really be very selective and making sure you know, they're comfortable with the match. The surrogate's also getting what she wants out of it. And, and so we're able to do it much faster. And like I said, we're not an agency. We're not trying to sell anyone on any particular surrogate. So clients really appreciate kind of that unbiased advocacy. Like we just want to get it right for them. Um, and so for anyone considering surrogacy, you know, you can, I encourage um, people to talk with a number of agencies, get a feel for what they offer, the lay of the land, what are the wait times and, and call us too, because we might not be the right path for everybody, but at least you can learn all the different ways you can come into this process and then make the most informed decision as far as what feels right for you. I, have a I love that. Oh, sorry. Okay, so, no, you go first and then I want to touch on something um, about the process. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, everything you said, that's incredible. I just was wondering, so if someone... Do, do you have to live in California in order to use you guys as like a, as a consultant or can it be anywhere over the country? That is a really good question. I'm glad you asked that. No, we work with clients um, all over the country and even internationally. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So how would that process work as far as then using like a surrogate? Do you, you would just find the surrogate, I guess, close to them or they could it be depends. anywhere? <laughs> Yeah, so we're in California. We have a lot of clients here that really hope to find like a DC that's local to them. And we can do that depending on where they live. I always encourage clients, um, you know, over the years, what I've realized is the right surrogate is far more important than a surrogate who lives close. So if we can find both, great, amazing. But there's a lot of states where the laws for surrogacy are, are great. There's even benefits to states like Nevada. It's much easier to find a surrogate with surrogate-friendly insurance. Insurance is like a whole nother podcast. Um, but, you know, there's benefits to other states um, that are even, you know, more desirable than California. So we just talk with them and see what their preferences are. Some know they want to go to all the appointments. Then we're only looking for a surrogate that's near them. But... Um, 
you know, the most important things to really think about when we're looking at the location of the surrogate is what are the surrogacy laws? What are abortion laws? Because it's, you know, I know it's a touchy subject, but it's relevant in this process. And we need to make sure, God forbid anything, that they have choice. Um, and then we also have to make sure that the surrogate lives near good medical care. You know, if there's an amazing surrogate who lives in the middle of nowhere and she's five hours away from a hospital, that's not ideal either. So there's, it's like putting a big puzzle piece together when we're putting together these matches, just to make sure we get it right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. That's so funny. That was my first question it was about California state national. Um, you just, you touched on something about, so I went through the adoption process. My daughter um, was not adopted, but we did go through a whole 12 months of the adoption process. Um, and it just, our experience was exactly what you've, you've, um, moved away from. So we like paid $4,500 to get, put, put ourselves on a list to, to be on the wait list. Yes. And then it was like six months and they're like, Oh, okay, like you're, you're good now. Um, and then our, um, our activeness expired before we were matched. And granted, my situation was unique. I became pregnant the same day that we went active. So we ended up, yeah, it was wild for the seventh time. Oh. Um, so, so we ended up having my daughter September 29th and we expired on December 1st. So like, I just couldn't imagine bringing a secondary newborn into, into like the craziness. Um, but to your point, I mean, it was another $4,500 just to reactivate the wait and the process and the match time. And um, I just, again, I just love so much your story about your mom saying, you know, the family that waited the longest, because yeah. I feel like I saw so much of that in adoption. And it's just so, so different than your business model. I don't even think I had a question anymore. So that I just wanted to touch on like how, how big of a difference that makes. And it removes that barrier of, of finances, because just the $4,500 twice right there is almost 10 grand just to be put on the list. I, I'm surprised that they um, like expire clients when you've paid and, you know, haven't gotten anything, you know, come yep. to fruition. Yeah. That's so tough. And, and part of the reason too, I think my own um, fertility journey um, is a big part of what, what made me want to kind of put together this program because I'm, I consider myself to be pretty type A, like I want to take an active role in like making something like having a baby come to fruition. And I don't like to sit around and just wait for things to happen. And um, there's a lot of waiting in this process. Like, I don't have to tell either of you that, but this idea of just like paying a bunch of money and sitting with your fingers crossed so tightly every day, like is today going to be the day that something happens like I want to be an active participant in my journey and and our process allows clients to be able to do that because just the waiting is excruciating oh my goodness yes it is and you know not to harp on it too much but just like how unique you can be in like picking the right surrogate and I know we focus so much on surrogacy but even just like donor egg and sperm being able to like customize that for your client because my what I found in the adoption process was like I mean, all families probably feel this way, but it's like, why has no, you're telling me nobody's picked me in 12 months. Mm -hmm. And I honestly have seen a lot of 
the manipulation in a lot of these adoption worlds of we're going to only show these 10 books. You might be book 57, but we're showing you. Um, so again, I can just really appreciate the model that you've created for, for these families. Um, that's wild. So I wanted to make sure we had time. I, I think we do. We do. I want to make sure we had time to touch on your article in People Magazine, because I feel like that really goes in line with what we've talk and, talked about, about customization. And, and it sounds like pro bono work in this case. Do you mind sharing that story um, of that client? Not at all. I, it's one of my favorite stories to tell. It's one of the most like profound journeys I've been a part of in my career. Um, so... Okay, let's see, take it back. So this incredible woman named Tamika was referred to me through an attorney, her name is Razam Charn, and um, she needed a surrogate and she had been trying to put together surrogacy for like two years on her own, but surrogacy is very, very expensive and she just didn't have the finances to do it. But I had a consultation with her and I didn't know anything about her story. I just thought it was like a regular consultation to talk surrogacy. And she was under the impression that we help clients find like independent surrogates for like a very small fee. And we don't, we utilize agencies in our process. And so when I had to share with her kind of what it is we do, it was, you could like see the defeat in her through the Zoom meeting and it broke my heart. But when she told me more about her story, I was just like blown away. So she is a cancer survivor. She was young and she had cervical cancer and was not able to preserve her fertility before treatment. And so in her, she's in her late teens or early twenties, I can't remember. She just lost the ability to have children. And um, as she became an adult, she became very involved in the um, cancer survivor community. She created a, um, a company or a nonprofit called Survivor, it's C-E-R-V-I-V-O-R, like for cervical cancer survivors, and really was like this massive support for other people going through it and would give speeches and kind of motivate people and help them through it. Well, in one of the speeches she was doing, she talked about losing the ability to have children. And um, after that uh, session, somebody from the audience was so touched by her story and she was a cancer survivor herself and she was able to preserve her fertility. So she created embryos before going through treatment, um, had twins with the embryos and they were done completing their family. And so she reached out to Tamika, the stranger and said, I was so touched by you and your story that we'd love to donate our embryos to you. And she, it was April Fool's Day. I love when she tells the story that she got this call and she's like, you're messing with me. And she's like, no, I promise you, this is not an April Fool's joke. Um, and so they went through the process, the legal process of her taking custody of these embryos. But then for two years, she's trying to like make surrogacy happen. But, you know, the, the reality was she just couldn't afford it. Surrogacy is very, very, very expensive. So when she told me the story, you know, obviously, I, I mean, I want to help everyone that I talk with, but this, um, what touched me so much was just this profound act of kindness from a stranger. And I thought there is no way that something this incredible can happen. And then it stops. And then she can't like, she needs, a, she needs another act of kindness to get her to the finish line. And so it was really funny, because when I told her, it's not what we do. 
Um, we got off the meeting and she, you could just see she was, she was waiting for this meeting with me. She thought this would be the answer and, and we got off. Um, but what she didn't know was that I was going to do everything in my power to make her a mom. And I immediately got on the phone and called like all my closest colleagues and I explained to them kind of her story. And I said, will you heavily discount or do pro bono work? Like I, I'm going to do this pro bono. Will you, and, and Brooke Kimbrough, she owns a uh, root surrogacy, who's a, a good friend and colleague. Like I barely had to even tell her to make a story. She's like, if, if you're cut, then you're in, I'm in done. And it's unheard of for an agency to offer like a $50,000 agency fee for free. Um, it's very hard to get discounts even. And she was in, and then I called back Rajan. Rajan's like, I'm in, found an escrow company. And so within the matter of, I don't know, about two hours, we were able to secure close to $100,000 worth of services for her. And so what I did was I sent her an email and I said, um, you know, Tamika, I'm so sorry. I forgot to um, ask you some things that I want before I close out your files or any way you can get on this Zoom um, just real quickly sometime today. And it's funny because when we talk about it now, she's like, I was in a coffee shop and I got her email. I'm like, what does she want? She can't help me. Like, uh, but then we look back at the emails and it's funny because she's like, I'd be happy to when really she's like, oh. <laughs> um, But when she got on the Zoom, she was confused because there were these colleagues on like all these strangers who had offered these pro bono services. She's like, who the heck are all these people? And I shared, I said, look, I was so touched by your story and everyone here has wants to help kind of pay this act of kindness forward and she's just crying and crying and crying and um and so we all came together we matched her with a surrogate and um she got pregnant and uh took her through this process that she couldn't have afforded otherwise and the part that like oh I get chills every time like this story is so not about me, but like I received the best birthday gift I could have ever received. November 21st was my birthday. And last year, November 21st, her son Chayton was born on oh, my birthday. Goodness. What and, are the chances of that? Right? Oh my gosh. I literally I have tears in my eyes. Oh my goodness. I know. So we just feel like, so, you know, I'll be connected to them forever. And I call him my little birthday bud and, um, Tamika and Chayton flew out a few months ago and, and um, People Magazine kind of documented our first meeting together, which was really cool. But like to be able to like hold him and like I read him my book and like um, it was just like and it just goes to show like the power of kindness. Like Jenny, who's the name of the embryo donor, like did this thing. And like I talk to so many people all the time that can't afford the process and it breaks my heart, but I, I can't help everybody but because she did this thing it was enough to inspire all these other people to want to kind of pay it forward Tamika calls it the kindness train and it's just like that I mean it's so cheesy but it's like you know that message can filter into all areas of life it's just like be kind do right and it can change a person's life in so many ways it's wild that you just said the power of kindness I wrote down when you were talking the power of storytelling and sharing your story like in Tamika's case just having the courage and the passion and the power to share her story really just ignited then the power of kindness and I I couldn't agree more that what I understand now why it was in people that's why <laughs> everything had to line up so perfectly well yeah and then for him to just be born on my birthday like it just felt so like full circle serendipitous and I was on a cruise with my family it was like 
you know, near Thanksgiving and um, I get the text that like she's in labor and then the picture of Britain. And it didn't even like, I knew it was my birthday, but it didn't like, I don't know. I just didn't put it together. I was just so happy that she was a mom mm. and I'm like, oh my God, I'm crying. I'm looking at his picture. And, um, and then like five minutes later, I was like, it's my birthday. It's his birthday. Oh my God. That is incredible. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty, and it's, it was very cool for people to kind of um, want to share the story just because like, you know, all, like the celebrity clients, I have all that, like, it's cool and amazing. And I love helping anybody build a family, but like this story is just like, again, if this kindness can heal the world. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that so much. And I love it just that I obviously now going through embryo adoption, I'm like the biggest like supporter of it. And I want everyone to know about it. So like seeing that it was even just in people that that's like an option. And now more people get to know about it is really cool. Yes. I, I could not agree with you more. So um, as we wrap up, is there anything like any advice? So say there's just a listener out there that hears a story and obviously wants to give you a call like tomorrow. Is there <laughs> any advice for that first time, you know, that listener that's like, okay, I'm going to take that first step either into surrogacy or let's even just say like embryo or egg sperm donation. Any of it. Yeah. So um, I would say, call me, um, reach out through our website at familymatchconsulting.com. There's a contact us form. You fill out an inquiry and my team will be in touch to schedule a consultation. And I always want to be a resource to clients in all things fertility. It's like, I don't know what doctor to go to. I don't know if we're yet pursuing egg donation, if this is the right path. And I just want some unbiased kind of advice, like just reach out, schedule a consult. Like I want to help anybody I can in any area of this process. And if it's working with family match, great. If it's just me outlining all options on this journey, um, great. Like just anything I can do, just fill out that form and we will be in touch. What a resource. I know I would have loved that when I started. I thank you so much. Thanks for being on with us. Um, I'm really excited to share your story um, and really now to follow your agency and all the work that you've, you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for sharing your story. I mean, you said the power of storytelling, like, you know, the awareness you're bringing to this space is so, so important. Thank you so much.